When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Real moms of Bravo. Real, 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 real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real Moms of Bravo. We are so excited to be joined by Corey Kiefer. You guys know him from Summer House, Winter House, and just being a bright light, I will say, on Bravo. We've loved seeing you on there. Um, But beyond reality TV, you own a gym in Charlotte. I would love to know, like, tell us about your just like interest in, you know, fascination with fitness? Did it start as a hobby, turn into a business? Were you always interested in it? What kind of sparked this for you? Yeah. Well, first, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Um, Yeah. Fitness has been in my blood forever, pretty much. I mean, my dad was a big meathead back in like the Arnold glory days with Venice Beach, you know, working out type of deal. And uh, my parents actually started the original gym like 20 years ago, my dad, uh, mom, my dad's a pilot. My mom's like the entrepreneur. And they started a, a little small mom and pop, like 24 hour gym. And then, you know, I kind of worked out an athlete being my whole life. So it was just kind of like always there for me and traveled Europe after college. And then I was came back and was like, you know, I really love fitness. I love what I love about fitness is it doesn't matter your cultural background, what language you speak, you can look at someone. And if you like are in shape, you know that they had to like work to get there. So you can kind of like relate off that. And you know, it's like that delayed gratification. So it's something when you work out today, it's for your future self down the road, which I think is just a really cool aspect of working out. And it brings people together. You know, I, I love creating experience for someone. And I do that in my gyms so much. Like when you come to my gym, you're coming to my house, you know, you're coming to like a little party that I have every single day. And it's, it's cool to, you know, COVID kind of showed that we need interactions, you know, we need that human to human stuff. And in a lot of gyms, people just have their headphones in and they're just head down and, you know, not talking and you're around people, but you're not, it's kind of like social media, you know, you're around everyone, but you're not really there. Um, so with my gyms, you know, we, we try to promote not wearing headphones. We have really, you know, good EDM, hip hop, DJ curated playlists. So it creates serendipity where you're just talking and mingling. And it feels like just like hanging out and you can meet people and it's just good vibes. So, you know, oh, that, I love that. What and music kind of all transform into the gym. Yeah. What do you tell people? Cause you know, it's January right now and everyone 
balanced always if you believe in resolutions or not. Like what advice do you give to someone who's like kind of starting their fitness journey? What's like your perspective on, you know, it's January one, I'm going to hit the gym. It feels very stereotypical at this point, but we all do it. Yeah. The, I, I give two, two pieces of advice when people are starting off or trying to get back into the fitness game is, is one start small. Like people get back into the fitness game and they're like, all right, seven days a week, I'm doing 75 hard ice baths, all this. And it's just too much. It's like, you can do it for like a couple of weeks, maybe a month. And then it's just too much. Just Promise yourself two days a week. Just do that. And then the consistency of doing two days a week will naturally flow into three days a week to four days a week. And next year, you're in July and you're working out five days a week and it wasn't that hard. Same thing with diet. People try to go like super crazy on a diet. And it's like, look, let's start off with just cutting sodas out. Let's do that for like a month. Super easy. You know, start minimal. So you have to have these small wins to create this bigger habit and, you know, this routine that I always say fitness is the easiest a habit to lose, but it's the hardest one to form, you know, because if you don't work out for a week, you're not necessarily going to see results. You know, you're not just going to get fat all of a sudden if you don't work out for a week or whatever, but that week will turn into two weeks to a month. And then it's next year. And you're like, well, shit, I haven't worked out in forever. So, um, you know, and, and the second piece of advice is do, do what's like what will get you in the gym. You know, I have an open gym, but I don't discriminate against classes. You know, classes are really good, like way to go in. Cause you don't have to think you just show up. You're going to get a good sweat in. You're going to be around people that, you know, might be new as well. And it's that community aspect. So I, yeah, I love class. If classes get you in the door, do that for a couple of days a week, you know, and then kind of like transition to another gym or whatever. Like I said, it's just starting small and consistency will, will rule over everything in, in the fitness world. I am like a group fitness slot. Like the, when class pass first came out, I don't know, you're probably a little too young, but it was like, I know class pass. Yeah. <laughs> that was like, like peak me and my like best, like part of my life. Cause I could go to all of the gyms in the area. And I, I don't know, I just love group fitness, but I think it's the connection with people and you start socializing. And then if you always go Tuesdays at four, you kind of get a crew that always goes Tuesdays at four and you meet some friends. And, um, so I love that you're building a community there. That's really cool. And I, I kind of take in the model of what classes do well, which is the energy and the community and meeting people. And I just put that into an open gym, which was kind of lacking in open gyms. Like I said, when you go there, it's intimidating and no one's talking to each other. And it's just like you think of meatheads and douchebags, you know, just doing curls or whatever. So I take the, the what I love about classes is, is bringing people together and you can kind of like make friends outside of the, the class setting. And we put that into the gym with the, with the energy and the music and everything. All right. If we're ever in Charlotte, we're going to come to. I was going to say, now. can you remind yeah. anyone in Charlotte, like the new yeah. gym? How? It, open like- for it. Yep. So I have. I just opened the Charlotte one uh, a month ago, and then I have two in South Carolina, in Clemson, and Greenville, South Carolina. So oh, nice. Well, and if I that you guys are in Charlotte and you don't come on my gym, we're fighting. Oh, I love that. I thought, we need like a you know you need some talent. fear so that yes, we go. I yeah, I I'll scare you like, into working out. I'm, yeah. I'm okay with that. I you know I will bully you into working out. Whatever. Okay, done. I mean sometimes yeah. we need that. We're moms. Like it's just like you know you forget you get busy. There's a lot of excuses you can use when you're a mom. Uh, what's more challenging, starting your own business or being on reality TV? <laughs> I think it's twofold. So I think starting your own business is a lot harder, but the reality. Sh- TV, it's you put yourself out into um, interpretation of what everyone wants to think about you. I think that's the hardest part with like my gym, I have full control and I'm like, okay, it's hard. It takes, you know, opening Greenville or Charlotte took over a year of blood, sweat and tears. No one sees that. They just see when you open and they're like, oh yeah, this is awesome. You know, dealing with all types of contractors, the city regulations, there's so much in the opening business. And then once you open it, 
now you started a whole nother thing of, you know, employees hiring all this stuff of like keep maintaining the business aspect. Um, so opening that is so much harder, but I have control. I know like what the gym's going to look like and feel like and how they're going to perceive it when they go in there. Reality shows, <laughs> it's a little bit easier, but once we film, I don't see it for eight months. And then they, they show us about three, four days before it airs to national public. And uh, you're like, wow, this is how I look like. This is what <laughs> I was doing when I was blackout drunk. Like, oh, shit. So I think that's a little bit more like nerve wracking or, you know, because like you film it and then you forget about it. And then you see the trailer and like, oh, this this is coming up in like two weeks. Oh, and then it's just like it's a it's a more mental game, I, I think, with the with the reality shows. So I'm going to be honest with you. When I first saw you on Winter House, I was like, I don't know about this guy. Uh, then you come with Craig on Summer House. And truly, like, I, like, made a meme. I'm like, you were made summer fun last year. So what was it? Did you feel like you had a little bit more, like, experience under it? It just seemed like you felt lighter and just a little bit more like yourself when you were on Summer House last season. Yeah. I, you know, when you... <laughs> When you get into reality shows, you don't really know what to expect. You know, you watch them, so you're seeing it from like the consumer endpoint and the mm-hmm. audience view. And then when you go in there, you know, they're, you know, Craig's kind of giving me some tips and stuff, but you don't really know how you're gonna react until like five big cameras are in your face. And so I definitely was a little like stage fright, I think, at first. And it takes a little bit to kind of open up. You know, I I knew a couple guys going into it, but I didn't know a lot. So, you know, I'm meeting brand new people and trying to talk about my feelings on camera, which I'm still really horrible at. And yeah, it was, I think it was a steep learning curve a little bit. So the first winter house, I was a little bit of a shell of myself. Didn't know like producers are telling you one thing and people are telling you others. And you're like, well, what do I do? Do I, you know, and everyone's like, just be yourself. And I was like, it's hard when you have like eight cameras in front of your face. It's like, that's so much easier said than done. Uh, so going into the, the last summer, it was a little bit, all right, kind of know what's going on. Um, it's summer. Let's make it a little bit more chill. You know, I'm not a main person, so I can just kind of, you know, be fun and cool. And then if I, I dip out there and they may never bring me back, that's cool as well. So it was a little bit more of like less pressure, I think, going into it. And so I just wanted to truly kind of like be fun and, you know, summer's fun. So let's just let's have a good time. I mean, you made it fun, which is really impressive because that house was so intense last summer for those that are kind of forgetting. I mean, we had Lindsay Carl and Danielle, like, I mean, Will's really Lindsay and Carl versus Danielle, but it was just like, seemed like it was a very tense, heavy house. It was very tense. And, (laughs) (laughs) you know, watching it back, I didn't realize all the tense moments that even were behind the scenes that I wasn't a part of. Um, But we did have a lot of fun as well that, you know, was maybe off camera or didn't make the cut as much, but uh, it was definitely a little bit more walking into the house. You could feel the tension already there. I mean, the theme parties for either winter or summer, they're always like, they go out all out on the themes. And I love that. I think it makes it really fun for us watching to see you guys all dress up and get into it. And the crew does too, which people yeah. might not realize. So that's really fun. It is funny. When you're, when you're filming something, you have a guy dressed as like a unicorn, like walking around <laughs> here. <laughs> and then you're like, all right, don't laugh. Like you're like watching them. And then everyone's like behind the scenes in like stupid costumes. Uh, but yeah, it, it brings kind of like the childish, you know, fun, lightheartedness when you're in when you're in something goofy and you're trying to have a serious conversation it's like okay it's, it's not that serious let's have fun with it and a lot of i think the fun too was i mean you and sam were really like a bright part of it like the chemistry between you two it was immediate and it was electric um but you know we noticed when she came to visit you in steamboat that it seemed like maybe you guys weren't on the same page do you feel like something 
shifted between summer and so I guess really August, September into February of last year? You know, it was, it was like long distance is hard, but we were making it work. Like I said, there, there was no like pressure on it. I, I think that was like the biggest thing is like, we were just being ourselves and like, there was no outside forces saying like, what are you guys, you know, are you doing this? And like, we, we weren't hooking up with anyone, but we didn't really have to like talk about that. We were just having a good time. I was seeing her a couple of times a month, you know, flying to New York or she was coming down to South Carolina or Charlotte. And then when you get on the show, everyone was like, what's your label? What's your title? Was it so, you know, and I, and, you know, looking back, I guess I should have, it was my fault for not putting a title on it or stepping up to the plate and being the guy and saying, okay, this is what we are. And, you know, taking ownership of like, this is my girl. And, you know, I was just trying to, I guess, be truthful. It's like, well, we don't really have a title. We're dating, but, you know, we haven't like made it, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend. And just going in the house, there was like a pressure cooker of like, I've never been asked by anyone like, yo, how, besides you know, my my family, are like, oh, you and Sam good? And I'm like, yeah, we're good. They're like, oh, perfect. But no one was like, well, you need to say a title. You're in a situation. You're doing this. And then you have all like production and then people on the show. So I, I guess I was just naive to think that that wasn't going to happen going into it. But, you know, looking back now, I definitely should have, you know, made it official before going into it. And I think that would have relieved a lot of stress and, and all the kind of the mishaps that happened throughout the the season. But yeah, well, let's, let's get into that. So, I mean, I say that there's always three sides to a story um, because we all have our own natural cognitive biases. So we've um, heard kind of Sam's, you know, side of the breakup and the relationship. Um, you know, how are you feeling now looking back on the relationship, knowing that it has ended? You know, I have nothing but positive things to say about Sam. She's such a special lady to me. And she, I mean, honestly, she's just a beautiful, wonderful, loving woman. I mean, the time that we spent together, I'll always cherish. We had nothing but good memories, you know, the ups and downs of fighting here and there, but I, it was my fault. I mean, honestly, like there was a lot that I should have stepped up, like I said, and been, been the man and not let happen in the relationship or not let happen like outside forces in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, any relationships are tough. Putting it in the public eye makes it a little bit more tough, adding a little distance in it. So we had a lot going against us. And, you know, I was just kind of letting things slide a little bit too much. You know, uh, I can make a thousand excuses of, the gym and this and this, but at the end of the day, it, it was on me. And, you know, I, yeah, I don't, I honestly, it, it was like, you know, I, I wish going back, I would have done some things differently, but uh, I've learned a lot, done a lot of self-reflection on it, you know, and, and understood if this happens again or my next relationship, what to do right and wrong. And uh, you know, a big learning curve. And, you have know, you I, talked you know, to her since the interview and kind of stated your piece or sending your love so, yeah. So, I mean, Sam and I are pretty good, I would say, you know, we don't talk all the time, but, you know, after the breakup, we've texted, uh, you know, once a week ish, you know, here and there. And then after the uh, interview, I texted her and I said, just did really good. Thanks for not completely destroying me on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she, she hearted it and said something sweet back. And so, uh, you know, like I said, I have nothing but, you know, positive memories and, utmost respect for her and you know it, it was it is a really big stress watching something back on tv that happened eight months ago that we were in a different part of our relationship and then now we were in a good part of our relationship and it brought a lot of unwanted stress back into it because so when we filmed winter house we had that like craziness that was in the house and then we you know made it official 
looking back, I looked like a dummy trying to, I was out of step up and just like, <laughs> there's say, no good way to have that conversation, by the way. Like, especially when you're like over the age of 20, something to be like, uh, are you my boyfriend? Are you my yeah. girlfriend? Like there's no oh. easy way. And like I said, I'm just so like, you know, I, I'm, I start to sweat when I talk about emotions and you have five cameras and talking about like a really big moment in your life. And, you know, I was telling production and I was like, I want to do, I want to ask her to be my girlfriend off camera. I don't want to like, I want it to be something special and sweet. So like when it was happening, I was, I was kind of fighting it because it was just like, I want it to be on my terms, not from you guys. So I think that was, you know, I was looking so weird and not great on camera on that point. Um, but so after, you know, we leave that, everything was kind of like back to good. It's like, okay, we're, you know, she did something on page six and, you know, making, letting the world know that it was official and we were good. You know, I was going to see her throughout the summer. She was coming down here. Um, you know, she didn't do summer house that much this year. So that was kind of a, a stress on the other way. So I was, you know, kind of her sounding board and, you know, was helping her through that. Cause that was kind of a shock that, you know, why wasn't she full-time cast on it? And we still don't really hundred percent know, but Think you know, casting's weird sometimes where you think you're good and then next thing you know, you're not. So that was kind of a, a rough time for, for her. And I I hope I was support. I felt like I was a very big support because she didn't really have, you know, too many people in the TV world to talk to. You don't really know who your friends are. You have friends, but you don't really know who you can truly confine into. And so we had some like, you know, really intense conversations on just trying to get her past that and you know that she's a successful entrepreneur and like she's a boss and you know, if TV happens, awesome. But if it doesn't, you have so many other outlets and success, you know, coming your way. And then, you know, going into the winter is when the show starts to air. And then we were, like I said, good up until that. And then her seeing it, me seeing it. I mean, it sucks, you know, seeing some of the stuff. I mean, when you're drunk and just doing stupid things and flirting with girls, you're saying stuff. And, you know, I guess I didn't, prepare her for everything that happened. I didn't remember all the shit that happened either, you know, um, and watching it back. I mean, it takes a strong person to be able to watch. I, I don't know if I would have been able to like watch it back with her doing that with a guy would have been really tough, you know, like mm-hmm. no one can really say that until you were, you're in that situation. And then, you know, it brought a lot of stress into the relationship because we're fighting about things that happened back in March and we're in October now. And I'm like, well, am I doing anything wrong now? And it's like, no, but back in March you were. And so it was like a weird spiral of like, okay, like how do we make this better on something that happened in the past before we were technically, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And so it was, it it was a situation I've never been in before, you know, on something that is, I almost kind of related to like, if, if you were like caught cheating and then you came back together and then they keep bringing that like cheating moment back and you're like, well, well, I'm better now. Like, you know, we didn't cheat on each other or anything like that, but it kind of felt like, okay, I did something really bad and we were, we kind of got over it or whatever. And then now it's just the public eyes in it. And so her friends, I'm sure are hitting her up being like, why are you with this piece of shit? You know, he's such a douchebag. He's doing this. He's, you know, with these girls and all that. And it, uh, it wasn't great, you know, and I, that wasn't why we broke up, but that definitely put extra stress on it. And it, it made things really difficult this winter. And oh, I believe that it would yeah. be so weird. I always think this, any reality show I watch that knowing that you filmed several months ago and then you start seeing people's confessionals that you hadn't seen. And just like, you thought you nipped something and then it comes back and you're in the same fight over something, like you said, that happened so long ago. I would imagine it's kind of the biggest mind fuck, to be honest, because you're living your life one way and 
you think, like you said, things are good, but I really respect that you, um, how you've spoken highly of Sam and how just you're there for her as a support and admitted your faults in the relationship. I think it takes a big person to do that. So I this episode is sponsored by Thrive Market. Thrive Market has become my go-to for all of my grocery and household essentials. It's so convenient getting everything online and quickly shipped to me. Huge time saver. Also can be quite a great money saver. As a member, you save money on every single grocery order. On average, I save 30% each time. I've done a couple orders with them. And I think what my favorite thing about it with Thrive Market is whether you are doing Whole30 right now, or you're just trying to be more mindful of the ingredients and the things that you're bringing into your house from a cleaning perspective, it's so easy to find. I can drill down by snacks, by pantry, by cleaning, by beauty, and they have everything there. I also have found that there's a lot of healthy alternatives um, for kid snacks, low sugar, um, gluten-free, organic, and um, you know, it's the snacks that they're used to having, but just in a more healthy way and my kids have loved it. Um, I am a huge ghee fan and they have one of the best ghee selection of varieties I've ever seen. Um, so go ahead and join Thrive Market. Join in on this fun and join on, on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash real moms for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash real moms. Thrivemarket.com slash real moms. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I take 100% responsibility for why we're not together. You know, it. there was, you know, a lot of things that I would have changed. Uh, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, And looking back, it, you know, there's just things that 
I'm not proud of. And, you know, it sucks to see. And at the end of the day, she, you know, she had to, you know, look out for herself and the relationship wasn't, wasn't great. My, it was great up until, you know, it really wasn't. And then, you know, I, I don't know. It's yeah. one of those where it sucks, but you know, I, I, I look back and I just, I'm, I'm, I cherish the time, like I said, and I'm just lucky to have the time that I had with yeah. her. She, How, yeah. yeah. How was it after the reunion? Cause I have to imagine that like, that looked like it was like basically like watching almost a therapy session for the TV. Like she was saying like, because of these episodes, you guys have talked about stuff every day. Like, do you think that also kind of like, I don't know, maybe sped up the breakup or put it a little bit more under a microscope? I, yeah. I mean, and like, you know, things I said on the reunion, I wish I would have said differently. And, you know, I felt like I was under a microscope with anyone. Anytime anyone asked something about our relationship or her, mm -hmm. I was fumbling or I didn't say the correct thing. And, you know, everything I said, she was looking at it from five different lenses of like, well, what'd you mean by that? And it like, and, and in a, our re relationship before this, it wasn't put under a microscope. If I said something that wasn't up to par, it was like, okay, whatever. But you know, now everything I did and said was like, why'd you say it that way? Or why didn't you do this? Or, you know, and I wasn't like, and I, and I was in a weird spot too. Cause we're talking about, you know, a house that, you know, I'm friends with everyone and her coming in feeling like she hates everyone or everyone hates her in a sense mm -hmm. of like, it was weird. And, you know, it's like, okay, I got to have my girls back, you know, but we're talking about friendships that we had with other people there. So it kind of felt like it was like her and I against everyone. And then she felt like it was everyone against her and that I didn't have her back as much as I should have. And there was times where I guess I, it, looking back where I could have stood up and had her back more than I did. Um, and yeah, it, I'm sorry for, I'm sorry for that. If you're watching Sam, you know, it sucks to see, see that. And like I said, it, you know, I, I it is emotionally draining, honestly. Like, no, she, I believe that. And it was like, and it would come out to like when we, I, I think the biggest thing with me when I kind of knew that things weren't going right is like we used to always have fun drinking together. Like, we could, like, that was kind of like we kind of met with drinking. And like, when we go to New York, we're not even like going like crazy, but just like having drinks and bouncing around and stuff. And it was always fun. But then it came to a point like every time she drank, it would be like all the emotions would come out and it would just be a huge fight out of nowhere, we would be having a good time. And the next thing you know, like it's just the built up stuff that she, you know, is, is watching and stuff and it would come out. So then like, we couldn't even have fun going out because it was leading to huge other arguments. stuff. Yeah. And, and, and I get it. Like I said, I, I, you know, it was, I, we had so much more in our relationship versus this point, this show that happened, yeah. but everything this winter was talked about. All of our conversations kind of revolved around it and, and all the, the, the bad things in our relationship kind of revolved around one point and um, you know, it sucks to have that, but. What do you say to the people online who kind of perceive you as like an F boy douchebag? Like what, how do you respond to that and like navigate that, especially coming on the heels of this like breakup? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, I'm getting a lot of hate, you know, well, I guess a lot of well-deserved hate it, it is. Um, I have a fuckboy persona. I get that. I know sometimes I act like that, but I'm I'm really not like, you know, when the people that actually know me in person will be like, well, I thought you were going to be a douchebag. And then <laughs> I tell you, and you, you're not, you're actually not. And, and, you know, in my Instagram and my social presence, I kind of, you know, it's a different persona. I, I like to have fun. So it's, you know, it's my online presence, which is everyone has an online presence, whether you believe it or not, it's, it's different. You know, it's your best foot forward or it's your funniest foot forward or whatever it is. 
Mine's just kind of that, I guess, that image. And, you know, I, I've tried to kind of fight against it, but the media and people are going to kind of think whatever they want to think about you. You could be the best person ever. And if it just looks like that or, you know, and everything I say kind of gets drawn back into the well, he's saying that cause he's a fuck boy. He doesn't have emotions cause he's a fuck boy or he's just a douchebag. And, you know, I challenge anyone who says that to get to know me. If you see me out, have a conversation with me and then judge for yourself. And you're like, all right, this guy actually is, or wow, I was really wrong about him. You know, it's a lot of judging the book to buy his cover aspect. Yeah. Very deep. I have a couple businesses, you know, reality is, not my main world. You know, I, I don't try to hook up with girls and break their hearts and hook up with their friends. And, you know, I used to be probably the typical fuck boy back in college where I was doing a lot of stupid things and, you know, and telling girls what they wanted to hear and then going to do this and this, and I've tried to mature and, you know, I, I'm not perfect clearly, uh, uh, trying to get better and better as I get older. Um, and yeah, that's all we can ask for. I do want to give you like a major shout out on your videos, your video edits that you would do like post an episode with all the little oh my God, yes. clip montages, like amazing. We need more of that. I love the like behind the scenes, like when people in the shows will post their like camera roll stuff. Like I love that. Your I edits do. are so good. Thank you. So I, 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 I usually take a, a film camera. So uh, I like to be in the moment. And when you're filming, you don't really have your phone. You have it there, but you're not really on it. So I have a film camera that like, you know, I'll just take it in the moment. So go through like 10 rolls of film throughout filming. And then it's almost like a little mini Christmas when you get them developed. Like, wow, what is all that? And I have a group text with everyone. I'm sending them photos. I'm like, holy shit, these are all funny. And then trying to bring around the weekends together. I'm like, all right, this is this is what our point of view of what we saw throughout, you know, the drunken state of winter house. And, uh, yeah, I, I think the, uh, a lot of people don't get to see the, the behind the scenes aspect. You see the polished version that's production sees, uh, not all the, the goofy stuff of us, you know, being friends and having fun times and the late nights and early mornings and stuff. So it seemed like this house, like everybody really did click and become friends. I mean, Sandoval came back. I mean, not Sandoval, uh, Schwartz came yeah. back after, you know, the Scandoval reunion. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, he came back because he probably like missed you guys because you were like a good support. Um, I mean, what was it like being in the house with everyone? It was kind of weird how all we all clicked, like pretty much after like day one, you know, like we were just kind of like a vibe. We called it the positivity vortex. Is because <laughs> It was like, that's why Scandoval or um, Swartz wanted to come back because he was like, yo, there's a lot going on outside, but this is a fun safe space where we're actually just being friends. And it, you know, it was different from the previous one that there was friendships, but there was also kind of like some animosity and a little mm -hmm. bit of hate in the previous, you know, winter house that I was on, but this one, there really wasn't that much. I mean, there was drama of course. And when you're in a house, there's cabin fever and there's going to be some, you know, some drama, but we're in a group text together. Like anytime we're like in one of the people's towns, we were all trying to get together still. And, it's uh, it, it was weird how like, you know, the group of degenerates that we are kind of just all meshed. <laughs> it's like camp. I don't know if anybody like if you ever went to like an away camp, it's like you did, like we had pen pals then because we didn't I, I'm older. We didn't have our like, you know, we didn't have group text, but like you would like write people letters and like, you know, it's just kind of it was like fun to have like that shared experience that no one else can understand unless they were living it with you. It really is like it's it's something that like I don't even know if we could recreate it the exact same. And it almost was a point where like, there wasn't any drama and they're like, guys, we need like drama. Like, <laughs> like one fight. We're, yeah. We're like, we're having fun. Like, I don't know. Like we're just having a good time. We don't like, it felt like 
if I were to go on a true ski weekend or ski vacation, how it should be. That's, it literally felt like that. Like if, if we had a big group of friends and you bring a significant other or whatever, and you just have a good time. And that's honestly, I think what they were going for when you create these shows is like that true, like, this is the idea of like what they would do on a ski weekend. And it was pretty awesome. I mean, I, I love I, that your parents came up and that we got yeah. to see that. Like, I always enjoy seeing people's parents because you get another side of them as well. So I thought that was fun that they were able to kind of come up and see, see you in action. My mom, my mom was drinking a lot of tequila at night. She was like, I'm so nervous to watch it back. She was like, I don't remember everything I said. Oh my gosh. And I was like, you're going to be fine. I was like, if anything, they're going to make me look like an asshole. They're going to make you guys look fine. Um, and my dad thought we were be skiing so much. He was like, yes, I'm bringing my skis. It's going to be, and I'm like, dad, we're going to be skiing very little. Like we might get a couple run because you know, I go skiing my family all the time and you know, it's like a ski day. We ski like seven hours a all day. day. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, you go on skiing. I was like, dad, don't. And he was like, what do you mean? And he, and he saw how like production and filming works. And he was like, oh, I get it now. And yeah, we did like two runs, you know, um, and it was like a whole day production. But that's it, like my type of skiing. Like I'm forced into skiing because my friends love it. And I go on this annual ski trip and opera is more my style. But two runs is like I, I hardly can get down once. So <laughs> like I'm like, that's like my type of ski day. But that's interesting to kind of hear those. I would I'd be with your dad. I'm like, we're out here. We're doing this all day. Like, why? Mom, yeah, my mom's the opera where she'll like, you know, sit in, in the lodge. But yeah, yeah. They're just like, okay, we, we pack a, you know, protein bars, a couple mm-hmm. shots of bourbon and we're out there till, you know, they kick us off. Pretty much. Mountain shots are cool. They're great. They hit, I, they I will say that they hit different. You get like a, with the wind and every, yeah. Oh yeah. It's just like that. That I think it's the air too. Yeah. No, I, I hear that. So I not that. the go back to like a negative, but you just kind of like sparked a question for me. Sam did say she felt like she was brought in. She knew not for a positive reason why they wanted to bring her into Wonder House. Do you think part of it was you guys were like vibing the positivity vortex? So like we need some interesting TV. We're going to bring her in and watch this kind of blow yeah. up. I mean, you know, production knows what they're doing. Um, yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they definitely saw, you know, like the, the flirtation that I was doing with the other girls and, you know, saw other girls talking about, you know, Oh, I would make out with them or Malia spit in my mouth and all the, the the bad shit I was doing. And they were like, well, if we bring Sam in, this spark (laughs) of, you know, a flame one way or the other, you know, we'll see what happens. So, you know, I don't think that they intentionally won't harm or want bad things to happen to us. But like I said, at the end of the day, they, they have a job to do and they, they want to create good TV. And I think that they knew bringing Sam into the situation, something was going to, you know, happen. It'd be good TV. Yeah. And I was going to have to address my feelings, you know, to the camera, you know, which I'm really bad at and, you know, try to make it official or, or not or fumble or whatever the case is. So, you know, I think that they knew a little bit, you know, this is a, like a joining question random, but on a lighter note, have you given Brian Benny or Tom Schwartz, like some tips on how to have better game specifically Brian Benny? Yeah. We I, love Brian Benny, but we're like, we, I'm actually going to go visit Brian uh, in Miami in a couple of weeks. Uh, oh my I, gosh. We're super close. We text all the time. He's a homie. Um, and outside of TV, he has pretty good game. Uh, okay. I, I think when the camera's around, he goes into like a character mode of like, all right, this is like a, a version of Brian. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's really funny, but I always tell him, I'm like, look, don't show that funniness 
too early because it's it's one of those like it's funny when you get to know him. But if you don't know Brian and he, he drops a line like you're an ogre or something, you're like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> That's a compliment. Yeah. But, but once you know him, you're like, all right, this is funny. I get your personality yeah. and what you're and, and the stupid things you say that are funny. But I'm like, ease onto that a little bit, you know? Like let's let's you know work way up to that saying you know stupid things. But uh, yeah, he's a uh, he's a trip for sure. Outside of the cast um, and Craig, are there any other Bravo webs that you've, you know, formed a friendship with either through BravoCon or just, you know, the community of being a Bravo web? Yeah, I mean, at, BravoCon was amazing. You know, I don't know if I'll ever get invited back again for the outfits I was wearing, but uh, I, I appreciate it. You were kind of like, I mean, style, there's you know? some choices. I'm not going to lie, Corey, yeah. but. I admire I was, your confidence. No worse than what some other, I was seeing some things just from fans that I was like, oh, wow, we are embracing Vegas. I, I, I you know, I was like, well, this might be the only time I can ever act like a celebrity in real life. So <laughs> wear some absurd things and have fun with it and not just be like a normal guy wearing a suit like everyone else. So <laughs> yeah, my outfit choices were quite, uh, quite something for sure. And everyone's like, did you style yourself? I'm like, clearly I styled myself. <laughs> wearing you know no but i admire the you know what the form of fashion is always a way to show your personality so go on Corey. go on (laughs) bravocon i mean i got to know a lot of the vanderpump guys and girls well um sheena's husband what's his name i'm blanking brock Brock. yeah me and brock hit it off like i i love that kid like we were out at the club and you know i was asking about i didn't know he was like missing a finger or something he told me about how it got my god vanessa talked to him for like an hour one time i don't think she noticed that yeah, so I'm no, like, I didn't. <laughs> or um, watch what happens live, and I'm like, yeah, what happened? He tells me this absurd story, and I'm like, I don't know if you're fucking with me or telling me the truth. And then we just start kind of talking shit, and then we see each other out, and we're taking shots, and yeah, he, he's just he would be like, he's like one of my homies that I've grown up with. That like when we go out, we have a good time. He's just like he's a big meathead type of guy that I just like. He's a bro, so yeah, I he he's fun and. All the guys from Southern Charm, you know, I'm I'm boys with uh, me and Austin or or homies Craig, of course. Um, Alex and I from Winter House and Blow Deck are, are kept in close touch. Tom, of course. So, like I said, everyone from the show itself, I, I've kept in touch with and I'm friends with, and I love the Bravo account because you get to meet a lot of cool people. The uh, I met a Dubai housewife, her and her husband. I kind of hit it off with. Um, they are pretty awesome. He invited me to Dubai, so that might be my next. Oh my gosh! Oh, wow. Go. Did you have any like funny interactions with the housewives at BravoCon? I can only imagine with that many um, on-air talent together, like just there had to be like just funny interactions that you've had and or anything like that. I mean, there's there's always kind of like when you're out and about, like taking shots with them and, and just doing stupid things, being out and kind of like getting an introspective point of view and meeting like you, you might've seen them on TV and you kind of know how the world works, but you don't really know them. So like kind of like meeting them and you know, they might not know you or they know you. So it, it's kind of fun just to see it. And I, I, I kind of throw everyone curveballs. I'll just say absurd things to people just to kind of get reactions. And so like, I kind of like break the ice really quickly with people. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know if like a specific instance like stood out, but what's your go-to like break the ice question. <laughs> I feel like you have a hundred. No, I feel like there's got to be one. Like, well, I do have a, it's according to like who it is, but I have some crazy ones where we'll talk about sex just like off the bat about something, you know, crazy. We're like, wait, what? I just met you or, you know, or like, you know, taking crazy shots or something that kind of just like throws them off. You know, I'm not going to ask, you know, where they live or anything like that. I'm just 
kind of don't care about any of that. Let's just no, get like, to so like, fun. okay. So I was like, all right. Yeah. Vegas. It. It's just a different mentality. All right. So let's say Bravo comes to you and they're like, Corey, well, it's rumored that winter house isn't coming back anyway. We're not doing a winter house. We don't want to put you on summer house again, but you can join any other show. Not Southern charm. Cause you, you know, some of them, which one are you joining? You could join a housewife franchise. You could join anything else. I think you'd be below deck to be honest with oh. you. I think I would love to be on a yacht. I don't know what my position would be on the yacht. Uh, maybe a bartender. A chief entertainment. Yeah, bartender. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I've never worked on a boat before. Um, I actually have a funny story. In college, I took a sailing class um, just to kind of get an elective. I went to college Charleston. You can do a sailing class. The first day of class, they put us on a boat. And I've kind of been drinking a little bit because it was a summer class. So it was like during the day. I would be too. College. Yeah. It's college. We wrecked our sailboat into another boat and it started to sink. So the, the the instructor, he's on another sailboat. We crash ours into another. They all have to jump on ours as the boat is sinking literally in the harbor. And it was a whole spectacle. And the entire rest of the summer, the they they had to pick up the boat and they set it on the like uh, stilts to repair it. So we had to walk by it for every <laughs> big hole in it. Um, oh that's I'm sailing. So I definitely would not be in charge of the direction of the boat. I could just be on the boat having a good time. Uh, and entertainment. Uh, I feel like chief entertainment. Officer. Yeah. Yeah. That's you. <laughs> yeah, so that's um, I've, we've talked a couple times, you know, about maybe me making an appearance or not, or, you know, I yeah. live in Charleston, but you know, me possibly opening a gym in Charleston's, you know, kind of on the horizon. So, uh, that could kind of, I could get mixed into that. I'm not really sure. So. I think you'd I be would, good. I, I'm I'm here for you mixing it up down there. Yeah. I would love to see it. And I mean, it's like organic. I think our favorite moments in terms of like our reality shows that we love are where the friendships are more organic and aren't so forced at times. It becomes very evident with certain shows. So I think that would make sense. I love it. Yeah. And I, I, and I love having some history with people where we're like, you know, Craig and I have known each other for like 15 years, you know, like we can push each other's buttons really easily. Like, you know, like we can say some things that's going to set each other off. It's almost like, a you know, brothers. Uh, but, you know, I've known those people for a long time. So there's actually is, you know, friendship and history and, and fun things. And and I think the cameras see that, you know, when when there is true, like organic friendships and when people are actually having fun versus kind of faking it for you know, a dinner or whatever, being like, yeah, we're friends. But No, we definitely know. We yeah. can see right through it. Like, and it's very house- obvious. The housewives are terrible at that. They're like, I'm going to bring in this woman. She's like one of my good friends. And then they're like fighting two episodes in. They're like, okay, well, if you're bringing her in, like you're probably not going to yeah. start. Yeah. But well, um, one last question for you. Um, not to put you on the spot. Hopefully you've been asked this. So you've kind of thought about this before. Okay, but um, what oh. would your housewife, housewife tagline be? Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually never been asked this. I don't even oh. know. What all right? So what's the taglines? What is it? Is what you have like a little thing like um tell them yours. Well, I I feel like I need to change mine. Mine was when I first got my minivan, and I was like, the only thing (laughs) I regret about my minivan is not getting it sooner. But usually it's like um like Robin's right now is like I took a day DNA to I took a DNA test. Turns out I a hundred percent don't care. Like it's usually like tied to something going on in their lives. Okay, I don't know. Um, what about if I say I'm an asshole of feelings? Oh, there you I go. Love I love it. <laughs> that's that's perfect. Well, Corey, thank you so much. We appreciate you opening up with us and sharing your story. And thanks for just, I mean, sharing your life with us on TV too. That takes a lot of courage. 
Thanks for having me, you know, and I hope people can see that there's multiple sides to people and not just the things you see on TV and give people breaks a little bit. And don't judge the book by the cover. Get to know people before you throw shade. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Corey. Thank you, guys. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.